0: You're listening to an Airwave Media podcast.
1: Hello, 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 heliocentric helm's people in helmets, hellbent on Helping Hellcats and Hellhounds. This is Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. Today's show is episode 235. And of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your fearless, foursome, finally finagling factoids for fall.
2: I am Colin.
1: I'm Dana.
0: And I'm Chris.
1: Welcome to a new season, everybody. It's fall, and... We, the world, have experienced uh, quite the summer. It was indeed the summer of finding rare colored lobsters. <laughs> Last season, I had a segment about how the restaurant chain Red Lobster kept on finding rare blue colored lobsters in their live lobster shipments. Blue lobsters happened one in two million um, a lot of you listeners actually went to went to visit the now trivia famous red lobster in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio, uh, where <laughs> they found the blue lobster. Some of you actually went to go visit the blue lobster at the the Akron Zoo. Uh, well, wow. guess what? This past yeah. summer, we saw two separate red lobsters find something even more rare. Oh, geez, my. the orange lobster two <gasps> oh,
0: orange
1: bright oh orange gosh. lobsters you know live lobsters they're like brown they're like muddy colored yeah right
0: right that's incredible this year orange lobster summer
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's one in 30 million so wow. blue is one in wow. two million this is oh, one in oh 30 million God. do you guys know what senescence is senescence i've heard that
2: word before
1: uh lobsters do not show typical signs of senescence which is biological aging okay yeah 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 for humans (laughs) we know uh we stop growing when we reach adulthood then we kind of just deteriorate (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's all downhill (laughs) yeah so unlike people as they age lobsters they don't Ah. weaken they continue to grow they can regenerate limbs are they immortal? What's not happening? at Red
0: Lobster, they're not.
1: They did find a way to kind of approximate age. They, they measure, you know, like the eye stalks of the yeah. lobster. Sure. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. sure. There's like fat deposits. Uh-huh. They think the older a lobster it is, the more fat, fat deposits there behind the uh-huh. eyes. Yeah. Okay. The eye oh, same. Yeah, <laughs> Lobster <laughs> eye bags.
0: So you could be eating, so you could be eating lobster and you can be eating like something that's like older than you. Yes. You could be eating something that's older than your grandfather. The age of the earth. You could be dipping it, dipping it in delicious melted butter.
3: (laughs) And you could just feel its wisdom coming into your body when you eat it. Yeah. What's the oldest lobster they know? Some they
1: found that are like seventy years old. Wow. Isn't that wild? That's wild. In non-lobster world, we have other news. Uh, I'm gonna
3: kick it to you, Dana. Yes, so my news is that this is my last Good Job Brain episode. (gasps) It's not... (gasps) I know, I know. This is not a surprise. We've talked about this before. We didn't really (laughs) just
2: find out just now. Yeah.
3: I decided it was time to kind of branch out into new things. You know, we stopped doing our pub trivia and trivia just... Started sinking out of my list of hobbies (laughs) and I filled it up with other hobbies, including woodworking and learning Korean and learning how to (laughs) fold socks into interesting geometric shapes. Yeah, oh man, I'm into it now. I like doing laundry because I like clothes origami. I got really into acquiring skills and I stopped working on acquiring random bits of knowledge. And so, even though I'll miss you guys a lot and I've really loved working on this show miss the fans all this our weekly check-ins of weird information just felt like it was time to to stop oh, yeah
2: no. it's like it's like a band you know like you're sometimes it's, it's like, yeah, like BTS <laughs> but you but you know you're you're always welcome in the family it's uh yeah it's just it's just you gotta go your own direction right now yeah yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah yeah I still love you guys very much and I'll, I'll listen to the show it will be really interesting to listen to the show not working on the show anymore
0: yeah i bet, for, I I bet, bet i'll I enjoy bet. it more yeah. i'll
3: be less like you idiot you said the wrong <laughs> 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 the way i am right now about hearing myself
1: for the final time with dana let's jump into our general trivia segment pop quiz hotshot! get out your barnyard buzzers And here I have a random trivial pursuit card from the box. And let's answer some questions. All right. All right. Here we go. Blue wedge for geography. The word vodka is derived from the Russian word voda or vada, voda, which means what? Ooh, that was a rooster. Chris. Water. Correct. It is water. water. Pink wedge. To add a sense of awe inspiring scale, Ridley Scott's two sons, Luke and Jake, were used in an atmospheric scene in which Breakout
2: 1979 hit. Colin. 100% gotta be alien.
1: Correct. I have no idea what this question. So, what were his two sons doing? Are they? I'm gonna guess.
2: Guess. Uh, It's got to be some scene with like the xenomorph with the alien in there, maybe, or like maybe they he cast them be like adults, or I don't know. I'm just. Oh, they're
1: kids because they're small and the set is big. Yes, and the set is big. Mm -hmm.
2: Alien, big and scary.
1: Okay, yellow wedge. Who? spearheaded a lawsuit against Pacific Gas and Electric that resulted in a 333 million settlement for residents of Hinkley,
2: California. Colin was that the real life Aaron Brockovich? Yes, it is. Oh. Aaron Brockovich. I'm
0: like, how are we supposed to know that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> because it was a movie starring Julia Roberts. All right, next question Purple Wedge. Which character in the Melville novel Movie Dick is the basis for the name of a successful coffee franchise? Oh, <laughs> Chris. Starbucks. Starbuck. <laughs> Starbuck is—is oh. is this Starbucks coffee or Starbucks coffee? Starbucks. Yeah, but it's not yeah.
0: like Starbucks apostrophe s. It's multiple Starbucks. Oh, multiple. Mm. Okay. Right.
1: Do you know what? Sorry, a, a bit of an aside. I I was for some reason I was reading the Wikipedia entry for Ding Dongs. You know the snack cake
0: Ding Dongs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, was, yes, that yeah. was the one you were reading. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. so in in Canada, they're not called ding dongs. They're called <laughs> king dongs. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> it's like someone's like, you know, we can't name them ding
2: dongs because it right. sounds.
0: We have to name them something a little less suggestive. <laughs> yes.
2: So everyone okay with king dongs? Then right, yeah,
0: right, right. They got just got a whiteboard and it's like <laughs> Big Johnsons.
2: So. big circle around king dongs. All right. <laughs> Anyways, wow. Okay. All right. I that I, I did not know that. I, I love, I do, I do love, I really, honestly, 100%. I love regional variants and snack food names. It does. It yeah. always tickles me for, for exactly this reason. <laughs> it's
0: like, cause you know, it's like somebody was like, that's not going to fly in this country. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. We're not that, we're not that far from Canada. I'm shocked we're learning it today. Like, no.
1: uh, King dogs. Oh, okay. Moving on. Uh, green wedge. Which holiday plant from the viscosee, from the viscosee family grows in trees by attaching itself to branches? Dana. Mistletoe? It is mistletoe. Mm. It's a parasite. Interesting. Uh. Huh. Parasitic evergreen. Huh. So when you're... Oh, I guess you're not kissing the mistletoe.
2: You're supposed to kiss a person. Under you're not supposed to do, do not kiss the mistletoe. I've been doing it all wrong. <laughs> no, please do <laughs> yeah, not. Right? It's poisonous, right?
0: Right, right. right exactly. Irritant, that's why, right? Yeah, that's yeah. why Colin goes to the ER every... Uh, for, for <laughs> yeah.
1: <Christmas>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. Orange Wedge. What is the highest ranking in the Boy Scouts? Oh. Uh,
3: Dana. Eagle Scout? Eagle. Fly oh, like okay. eagle. All right. Yeah. You've, have you known Eagle Scouts? Yes. It comes up. They bring it up in conversation.
2: All right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah. How do you know if you know an Eagle Scout? Oh, they'll tell you. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we mean that in a
2: nice way. I bet there are a lot yeah, of Eagle yeah, Scouts. Absolutely. Listening. Yeah. Yes yeah. Yes, yes. yeah. Well, now we have to carefully wrap up Dana's buzzer and place it in the Good Job Brain Hall of Fame display case until uh, it maybe needed to be retrieved. We
1: can build a little like cute cow pen. Right, because her buzzer's the cow, like a little barn. Yeah, sure, yeah, and the, farm like, right. All know, the farmyard. All the farmyard buzzers, faster. one by one, go in the right. farm.
3: <laughs>
1: this is the second gen. These are like the 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 kids. We had the, our original four buzzers. Some of them sa- started sounding real bad towards the end.
2: Yeah, they're showing senescence. It's true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So today's episode is episode 235, and every fifth episode on Good Job Brain, we usually don't have a topic uh, or a theme. Instead, all of us have written a quiz on random topics so that we can uh, surprise each other, stump each other, and also stump you guys, listeners. So today is our all-quiz number 47! (music) 47!
0: Okay. Well, in honor of this being Dana's last episode, uh, I have put together a quiz called It's Kind of Sweet. Aww. Now, as we Aww. we all we all um, maybe you know if you're a big good job brain fan and you follow Dana on Twitter, that's her Twitter handle, It's Kind of Sweet. And also that's the name of Dana your your ongoing projects, right? Uh, is still mm-hmm. under the the Kind of Sweet Studios banner, right? People can find you if they want on uh, Instagram. Yeah. Been thinking about Dana and things that she's done for us on the show, things that she's done to us on the show and <laughs> uh, very uh, making us um potentially some weird candies that she found to say quiz about some weird candies and weird candy facts and candy nice. Maybe it's kind of sweet but kind of not as sweet. And so let's let's have a blast with some candy trivia. Okay, this is a. i right. I'm gonna make this a this is going to be a write down quiz. Okay. okay, he says as he gets out his notebook, I don't need to write down anything. Oh, I guess I need to write down the scores. Okay, yes, okay, here we go. Question number one. In twenty seventeen, Hershey released a barbecue flavor version of what peanut and caramel candy bar?
3: Peanut Interesting. And ca- oh ew. Barbecue flavor.
0: Huh. <laughs> <A> barbecue flavor.
3: <laughs> I wonder if that was good. I don't know.
0: I wonder that also. Um, I think that we cannot try it anymore because it was only a 27-day time. It's not good. It's um, it may, you know, it may not have been good. Locked in. Answers are coming up. Karen and Dana have written payday. Colin has written butterfinger. Oh. It is payday. Yes. It is
2: payday. Uh. Yes, payday
0: famously made of just, like, caramel with, like, or you know, the, the inside. Together. The yeah. Okay, yeah. In case anybody wants an update on the standings, Dana and Karen have one point. <laughs> <laughs> Colin okay. has zero points. As we move into question number two. Question number two, what popular candy was created accidentally when waves from the ocean flooded a small boardwalk shop in Atlantic City in the early 1880s? I heard this was a, this is a rumor. What popular candy, according to a fake rumor that Karen heard <laughs> was created accidentally when waves from the ocean flooded a small boardwalk shop in Atlantic City in the early 1880s? Um Karen says taffy parentheses salt water Colin and Dana both say salt water taffy I will give you all the point it is salt water taffy Now the um what Karen is saying here is that yes the the poor guy's shop got flooded and as he was cleaning up a girl came in and said do you have any do you have any candy And amongst the wreckage of his store he's like well i've got some salt water taffy because <laughs> the taffy was currently sitting in a bucket of salt water and the girl was like cool i like candy i don't care and uh, yeah. he gave it to her and she ate it. And then it became a marketing thing where they started calling it the saltwater taffy. Hey, you um, want
3: some candy from my dirty mop bucket? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, with, yeah. Uh, fish poop. Yeah, lots of debris yeah. from the shop.
0: It is made with salt and it is made with water. So technically it is true. But people <laughs> have a sense. But the thing is, it's typically sold <laughs> at beach towns and people think that they go out and they, they take the salt water from the ocean and like that's how they make it. No. They do not make it that way. You should not try to make it that way. Um, <laughs> They're happy to let
2: you think it. they make it that way. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Okay, question number three. If I went to Japan and I bought a Kit Kat and that Kit Kat had on the front of the package a photograph of a plant rhizome sitting on a piece of shark skin, what flavor of candy am I allowed to eat? Ooh. <laughs> oh. I'll say this again. <laughs> If I were to go to Japan and buy a Kit Kat with a photo of a plant rhizome sitting on top of a piece of shark skin, what flavor of candy am I about to eat? Oh, man. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. All right. Oh, Uh, that's what it is. Dina says green tea, whereas Colin and Karen both say wasabi. It is Colin and Karen who have the right of it. Yes. So wasabi... Uh, is a plant rhizome, the sort of the part of the root system of that plant, right? And uh, it traditionally, and this is shown on the package of the Wasabi Kit Kats, uh, it is grated using a piece of shark skin. Yeah, yeah. 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 The shark skin so,
1: is famously made up of tiny, tiny little teeth, yeah. fine like sandpaper.
0: Yes, exactly. So uh, instead of using, traditionally, instead of using sandpaper, they use shark skin. Oh, we okay, have to so remind
3: everybody that Karen wrote a book about shark trivia.
0: What's that? What's that called? Jawsome shark quizzes yeah <laughs> available i out. love
2: i love that you can't even get through your own pun of the <laughs> yeah that's really the, it's the ultimate sign of a good pun
0: <laughs> moving on question number 5 what flavor are circus peanuts
4: oh my god oh, they have a
0: no, I mean, one so I, mean the, I mean the standard regular circus peanuts of course they have like circus peanuts in like many different flavors but if you just buy a bag and it's just like circus what? peanuts like the standard ones what flavor are they <sighs> And yes, they, they specifically have a specific flavor. All right. Um, Dana says orange. Colin, trying to be more specific, says orange cream. Karen says honey. I have, I have stumped everybody. Okay, Now you're going to learn this. Yes, circus peanuts are colored, sort of a weird, dull, pastel orange. They do look a little cream sickly. Although they really look a little bit sickly. Um. (laughs) The um the actual flavor of a circus peanut is banana. What yes. I think you meant yep. yep. clown yep. vomit
3: is the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll get to that. We'll get to that. That's question nine, okay? okay. Don't don't jump ahead too, too quickly. Wow. Yeah. Question number six. This is gonna be this is this this is the essay question. Okay. <laughs> How do you eat sour flush candy? Close Now, I'm going to say, S- write down uh, sour. I want you to imagine a candy called sour flush candy. And I want you to write down how you think you eat it. Okay. Now, closest, closest to is going to get the point here. So at least S- somebody is going to get the point in my judgment. Unless somebody knows exactly how you eat sour flush candy.
1: Uh, uh, S- S O U R sour
0: flush f l u s h candy. Uh,
2: okay. okay. All right. I, I so right now, whether I'm wrong or right, I I'm happy with my guess here, Chris.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah. Same.
0: All right. Karen says toy toilet. She's written down toy toilet. Colin says stick a toy plunger <laughs> into a toilet con- containing sour bits or powder. Oh. Um, and Dana says, slurp candy slime from a little plastic toilet. <laughs> these are all. So these are all excellent guesses. But I'm going to tell you ex- this is how you eat uh, sour flush candy. Yes, sour flush candy is a toilet uh-huh. um, with, a, with a candy plunger, which you lick the candy plunger, open the plastic toilet lid, Stick the plunger inside of the candy toilet, which contains powder, swirl the plunger around in the contents of the toilet, (laughs) remove it, and then eat it again. Yes. So Colin oh, absolutely does get the point on this. I mean, now, Colin, did you know this or did you simply infer this? I
2: was just trying to mash together everything I knew about like 80s candy. And I would like, remember like Fun Dip? yeah, And yeah, I figured yeah. it was totally. like a gross take on Fun Dip. That was kind of where my mind went. That yeah. is
0: precisely what it is. <laughs> yeah, well, Fun. I mean, Fun Dip fundamentally already gross. This just takes it to the finish line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Question number seven. We, my family and I, recently visited Pismo Beach, California, and we visited the flagship store of a company called Hot Licks. This company says on its website that they want to quote bring fun to entomophagy. What sort <laughs> of candy would you thus expect to buy there? I'll say this again: we we recently visited Pismo Beach, California, the flagship store of a company called Hot Licks. H O T L I X. This is a company that says they want to quote. Bring fun to entomophagy. That's E N T O M O P H A G Y. What sort of candy would you thus expect to purchase at Hot Licks?
1: I've seen so many of these at like <laughs> yeah. yeah gas stations. These yeah, guys are the originators. Are totally gas these stations. guys are the
2: originators. Road trip gas stations. Yep.
3: Oh yeah.
0: So Dana says spicy candy, whereas Colin and and Karen yeah. say insect candy yes you can buy the uh the classic uh cricket licket um <laughs> or the um the 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 tequila worm uh lollipops it's a scorpion, I don't know. Yeah, I scorpion think, yeah scorpion yeah i
2: feel I, I feel like the the scorpion. scorpion lollipop really stands out in my I memory i should
3: have written it down when you spelled entomophagy cuz i would have gotten it if i had looked at the word because entomology sure. is bugs but
0: yeah right right right.
3: it's a lollipop right lollipop the the format of ingesting
1: a lollipop is usually by licking yeah but once you get to the bug you can't are you supposed (laughs) to like
0: crunch it i think the idea yeah 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 well i think the idea here is you're like building up you know to the bug right like you're not i mean the first lick of it you're just eating candy And then you're just eating candy for a while. And then it's sort of making the decision, like, do I, am I going to, am I going to eat this bug or am I just going to (laughs) get, what if I get to the point where there's just like a little bit of the bug is, 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 is showing, you know, is exposed. Do I, do I lick the bug then? Do I cross the Rubicon? You know? (laughs) The special Thanksgiving dinner themed candy corn made by the Brock's company has six different flavors inside. Try to name as many as you can. You can write down a total of six items. Okay. Say this again as they're writing, the special Thanksgiving dinner themed candy corn made by the Brock's Company has six different flavors inside the the big bag of stuff. Try to name as many as you can. You can write down six items. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: I would say as a hint for everybody, try to to think of... um, the entirety of a of a sit down meal.
1: Oh,
2: Pepto Bismol flavor. Six, you say? Yeah, Pepto Bismol. Write down six. <laughs> I'm not
0: expecting. It. Yeah, exactly. Obviously. I'm not expecting right. everybody to get all six. There's no like regular candy corn in here. It is it is six different flavors. Got it. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I want you guys to check these off, and then you can read. Oh, them okay, okay, okay. You okay. read. Yeah, I'll read them. Okay. Here are the six flavors. Number one. Roasted turkey. Okay. Turkey. Yeah. Um, two, cranberry sauce. Yeah. Got it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Three, stuffing. Got it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Four, green beans. Oh, got no, it. I thought about got it. Got it. Five, apple pie. Oh. No, um, I put the other pie.
2: I did too. Okay. And
0: six, coffee. What? What? <laughs> no pumpkin. Uh, no mashed potatoes. No, weirdly. No mashed potatoes. Okay. Okay. So, Colin, you got four. You got tur- okay. Colin got turkey, green beans, stuffing, cranberry sauce, mashed potatoes, pumpkin pie. Karen, cranberry, turkey, stuffing, green beans, mashed potatoes, pumpkin pie. Okay. <laughs> so, the exact same ones. Dana had cranberry, uh, pumpkin. Oh, just pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. Turkey stuffing, sweet potato, marshmallow. Oh, that's oh. a good one the one. yeah, okay. that would have been
2: a good one. Yeah, yeah.
0: Question number nine. Back on back on weird flavored small candies. Which of these is an actual flavor? Uh, found in Jelly Bellies, uh, Birdie Bots, every flavor bean. Oh, uh, vomit, oh, vomit, spiders or poop. Which is real? Which is real? Which, uh, which of those three is real? Which is an actual flavor okay. of Jelly Bellies, Birdie Bots, every flavor beans? Only one of them is real: vomit, spiders or poop. All right. That should be the name of this show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, everybody says vomit, everybody is correct. Yes. Yeah. You did not get fooled by either spiders. There is an earthworm flavor, but there was no spider flavor. Huh. Um, oh. And poop is right out. Yeah. Vomit tastes like vomit.
3: Did you see that Nathan for You episode where he tried to make um, soft serve that tastes like poop? Like, to <laughs> he was trying uh, to help a soft serve company get customers. So he researched <laughs> how to make one of them taste like poop. Uh. <laughs>
0: All right, question <laughs> number 10. I'm not sure where to go after that. Sorry. This is for two points. This is a two-point question, if you can get this. The selling point of the Canadian chewing gum known as Thrills, as stated on its box, is that it tastes like soap. <laughs> what is the actual flavor of Thrills brand chewing gum?
3: Oh. I can think of so many things that taste like soap.
0: Right, the world right, is right. full of things that taste. But like it literally soap. says in the box that it tastes like soap. Like hmm, people,
2: they're leaning people, into
0: people, it. Well, <laughs> now exactly. <laughs> Three, two, one. Okay, Karen and Colin have written violet, and Dana has written. Sorry, what did you write? I put rose water. Rose water. Rose water. Mm. Um, well, you'll be interested to know the answer is rose water. Yeah. <laughs> thrills is rose water flavored rose water it apparently if you look back at desserts and things like that in the 50s and things like that before basically like before vanilla became like widely available uh mm-hmm. rose water was very often used in desserts like where we use vanilla now like you know oh mm. put a Put a put a tablespoon of rose oh, water. in interesting! Into, into, into yeah, this water. Yeah. yeah, it's very yeah,
1: Persian. Yeah.
0: yeah, well, and you, you should buy some Thrills gum. Apparently, so when people are sending <laughs> us uh, the King Dongs, they can they can. Come <laughs> on, Canada! Um, all right, well, um, gee, Dana you got the two points there, wow, but that gives you a tough, pool of nine points. Uh, Colin and Karen actually tied um, with ten points each. Wow. Um, thank you, Dana, for the inspiration. Thank you for everything you've brought you know, to good job brain, hard to imagine it without you.
1: It's time for a quick break and we'll be right back.
0: You're listening to Good Job Brain. Smooth puzzles. Smart trivia. Good job, brain.
3: All right. So for my final quiz, we're going to go wiki diving together through Wikipedia. So the game is, I'm reading the Wikipedia page until I find a link that I can't resist anymore, and I'll click. But (laughs) there's no going back. Any link that happened earlier in the paragraphs is now dead to me. It's off limits. Like, it didn't catch my interest. And if I make it to the bottom of the page without finding a link, the game ends. So this is like... This is what I do every night. I realized that I was doing it, and then I was like so tempted to look at other pages or like yeah, yeah, like yeah. go
2: back. And I was like, no, 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 no. I like it. It's like a one way choose your own adventure kind of thing. You know, you don't allow yourself to go back to the previous jump.
3: Yeah. So I found <laughs> questions during the process of this, and some like trivia tidbits. So let's that's I'll t- I'll make it clear when a question's emerging, but I'll I'll like take you on the journey through. <laughs> okay, All right. Okay, okay. okay. All right. So here we go. I decided to start with snarge, which is one of my favorite words that I learned while we were working on Good Job Brain. Uh, Does anyone remember what snarge is? Karen?
1: It is the leftover matter of when a bird hits
3: a plane. Yes. And it's, is it alive? Is it dead? It's snarge. The bird shake that, that you now have. (laughs) (laughs) So when I typed that into Wikipedia, it auto redirected me to bird strike. And I was like, oh, like a link happened that I didn't even pick on purpose. So I don't think I looked at the Wikipedia or I didn't find this when we talked about Snarch before, because there was a really good acronym for what a bird strike is. B-A-S-H. Do you know what bash?
2: Well, it's got to got to be bird. yeah. aerial or airplane
3: aircraft strike yes yes bird Bird
0: aircraft aircraft strike and the last
3: word happening
2: happening oh (laughs) you got so close hazard bird Bird aircraft strike hazard yes yes
3: i saw this on the page and it was in terms of wildlife vultures and canada geese are ranked as wildlife hazards number two and three for planes so, what's
1: number one? Yeah.
3: What kind of animal is the number one wildlife hazard for planes where it's the most dangerous animal for a plane to hit huh. that happens wow. regularly? Like, you can't be like an elephant. It's probably not an elephant.
2: Oh. I, I'm going to say a seagull, just because a lot of airports near the coast. No, I don't know.
3: it's not actually mm. a bird. Oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. It is. is it hornets? No. Wow. Because
3: of nests, <laughs> it has four legs. Four what? legs, it's
1: aircraft, four
0: legged animal. Oh, that... like it's, sorry, it's it, but it's not so it's not a it's not a flying animal. It's no, a, uh, interesting.
3: Colin,
2: a, a moose.
3: You're close. It's a deer.
0: Is it deer? Uh,
2: okay, deer. yeah.
3: Okay,
4: okay.
2: Wow. there are deer
3: everywhere. They get onto sure. the things and they cause the most damage. Even though like ninety something percent of the <laughs> hazards are birds, the deer are the most dangerous animals. Wow, pound mm-hmm. for pound, yeah. With finding that information out, like the little bit of information, I had to look at a footnote. And I was like, ooh, I feel like I'm starting to cheat. So I was like, I better hurry and find a link to get off this page. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I gotta find a link. And then I kept reading the page. And then I saw a link to U.S. Airways Flight 1549. And that sounded familiar. Because U.S. Airways Flight 1549 is also known as the Miracle on the Hudson. Oh. Oh. That happened because of a bash, a bird aircraft, ah. aircraft strike hazard. So on January 15th, 2009, a flight from New York City to North Carolina struck a flock of birds shortly after their takeoff, and then they lost all engine power. They had to wow. do an emergency landing on the Hudson River. And there was a major motion picture made about this incident called...
2: Yeah.
3: Everybody. Sully. Sully. Yes. Starring Tom. Tom Hanks. And I clicked on Tom Hanks because I was like, oh. let's go to the, to the Link Palace. Okay. Let's right. go. <laughs> uh, and so I clicked over and it was overwhelming because it was very full of interesting links. I was like, oh... Am I going to click on Splash or Link of Their Own or Toy Story? <laughs> and and then I'm reading the links and I'm like, you know what? These are no longer clickable because I've read them now. Like I'm scanning through and oh, which is OK. I was like, well, that's fine. So I kept reading past the first paragraph of his life. Below. <laughs> and uh, I see he went to my high school, Skyline High School in Oakland, California.
2: Yeah, local. I
3: don't click it because I already know that. Uh, And I keep reading, and I got to this part, and he goes, Hank's then suffered a run of box office underperformers, The Burbs, 1989, Joe versus the Volcano, 1990, and The Bonfire, The Vanities, also 1990. 1989's Turner and Hooch was Hank's only financially successful film of the period. And then I was like, isn't Turner and Hooch about him and an animal? Or is Hooch a person? (laughs) And I was like, I'm not sure, I'm going to... Okay, I'm going to peek and I clicked it. And so now I'm on Turner and Hooch.
2: You've been Hooch.
3: I've been hooched. <laughs> so who is Hooch in the financially successful Tom Hanks movie, Turner and Hooch? Uh,
2: Karen's Karen. going to know exactly what breed of dog. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Let's do it.
3: Hooch is a dog. Yes. Turner Turner is Tom
1: Hanks. <laughs> uh-huh. I get it confused with Tango and Cash. Yes. Which also came yes. out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Vastly different movie.
3: Turner and Hooch is a 1989 American buddy cop comedy starring Tom Hanks and Beasley the dog. (laughs) And I would have definitely clicked on Beasley if Beasley had a Wikipedia page. (laughs) But he did not have a Wikipedia page. And then I saw this thing. It was Touchstone Pictures acquired the the screenplay for Turner and Hooch for a million dollars, which was the highest amount ever paid by Touchstone for any script at that time. (laughs) I was like, they bought that script for a million dollars. And I read the plot and I'm gonna spoil the movie now. Okay. Did you know that in the end of this movie, Hooch dies? He gets oh. shot. He? Oh and no! He dies at the
0: end of this movie. I <laughs> saw this movie and this is still news to me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he had puppies, and one of the puppies looked like him, but I'm like, that's not Hooch, though. Uh, so I kept reading, and I uh, found a really interesting bit of trivia about Turner and Hooch. And that was there was a Happy Days alum who is going to direct Turner and Hooch, but he got hmm. fired for not getting along with Tom Hanks. Cool.
2: What huh.
0: Happy Days alum? Yeah,
2: there's a got few fired you could go from with Turner here. Hooch- I um, can only think of one. I know. There could, um, okay,
0: Chris. I'm I'm going to guess Ron Howard.
3: Yeah. It is not Ron Howard. <gasps>
0: <gasps> okay. That was a good guess.
3: Say,
2: I was going to say Henry Winkler.
3: It's Henry Winkler. Ron Howard okay. did stir the pot. He did gossip a little bit about it, but it wasn't him. <laughs> uh, wow. But wow. it was Henry Winkler who said, let's just say I got along better with Hooch than I did with Turner. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <that> was... <laughs> All right. So I was going to go to Henry Winkler, but then that felt like a back, backwards click. So I kept going on the Turner and Hooch page. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, is this game going to end soon? I found NBC did a television pilot based on the film in 1990. It aired in the summer along with another dog pilot, Puchinsky, under the banner, (laughs) Two Dog Night. And I was like, "Puchinsky, we're doing...
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can see see a little black and white TV guide. You know what I mean? The ad for it right now.
2: It was the same person who came up with, yeah, you know, like must-see TV. They're like, they're riding high. They're like, no, no, two-dog night. Two-dog night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, no. Puchinski,
3: oh, a 1990 unsold television pilot. The story follows Chicago police detective Stanley Puchinski, played by Peter Boyle, whose spirit- <laughs> trans- Oh, Puchinski's a guy. Yeah, whose spirit- is transferred into a flatulent English bulldog. The canine detective then returns to solving crimes. And in that paragraph, I have links to Peter Boyle, flatulent and English bulldogs as links, but I didn't feel them, so I kept going. Then I saw on July 10th, 2018, the last podcast on the left aired the pilot in its entirety on their live stream on the Adult Swim website. So I clicked Uh on last podcast on the left. Because I've heard of it, but I hadn't heard it. So, And they also covered Puczynski. So I was like, this sounds like my kind okay. of thing. And so it turns out, Last Podcast on the Left is a very successful podcast about horror and other creepy stuff. It looks cool. I see that they want a People's Voice Webby in 2017. And I click on Webby's because I'm old and I remember the birth of the internet. And I remember... <laughs> I was definitely alive and aware of the internet when the Webby Awards first happened, but I don't know what year it, that happened. Oh. According to Wikipedia, which is the source that counts here, I want to specify what <laughs> year was the first Webby
2: Awards.
1: Wow. Chris, I feel like Chris would know. I heard a horse. I'm going
2: to guess 2006. No.
0: Because why are... I got, well, I got nominated for a Webby. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm going to say like... Nineteen ninety three. Mm. so
3: close, Karen.
0: Yeah,
3: you, uh, you have a guess. Nineteen ninety four. Trying to price is nineteen ninety six. Nineteen ninety six. So twenty six years ago. Wow. Um, they're known as the Oscars of the internet. So, for, so Chris was practically up for an Oscar of the internet. <laughs> Virtually yeah. an Oscar. Yeah. Right. yeah. Exactly. Yes. And so it's excellence for the internet. I felt like this trivia question would come up in a pub quiz round. All Webby Award speeches are exactly the same length. How long yes. are they? Huh.
0: Uh, I believe it's five seconds. No. Oh, really? Well, it's it's very short. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, is it? No, I'm sorry. It's five words. It's five words long. Oh. Five words. Every Webby yeah.
3: Award speech is five words long.
0: I remember this because they honored uh, Stephen Colbert the night that I was there. And his uh, he was he was still in the very in the middle of the you know the Colbert rapport sort of persona, and uh. so his his acceptance speech was me 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 me. <laughs> uh,
3: yes, I'm glad you said that, Chris, because at this point I've I did some off roading and I felt I feel a little bad, but there was a footnote leading to the best five word Webby ex- acceptance speeches, and I clicked it because I wanted to see what the five best were. It was ad blocked, and then I did a shameful thing. <laughs> And I Googled it and then like I'm yeah. way outside of Wikipedia now. And I'm like, Oh, I feel really, I feel so bad, but I really want to know what the yeah, five yeah, best yeah. were. <laughs> so uh, last year, 2021, they did a bracket with them. And the the four finalists were afraid. Okay. Do it afraid. that was Jesse Williams. A lot of them have that vibe. It's like stay lit in dark times. Miley Cyrus said that. Stay turnt. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. And the last one, I only get five words, David Bowie. And I was like, that's cute. And then I was like, okay, well, who won? This happened last year. Their website only had the page for the semifinalists, not the finalists. I'm like fully down a different hole now. I watched a video <laughs> of the CEO of the Webby's talking about it. And I found out some troubling information against Wikipedia. And the CEO of the Webbies said repeatedly that they started the awards in 1997, not 1996. As Wikipedia said, I was like, who can you trust? And I was like, okay, back to Wikipedia. I'm done with this real world nonsense. I couldn't find the actual winner. That was a long story. I just wanted to tell you guys about the bad thing I did because I felt very guilty (laughs) leaving Wikipedia to do outside research. Back to Wiki. I kept looking at the webbies, and then I found a great trivia question on there. And that was 2013, Steve Woolhite broke the internet and started a huge controversy um, oh. and it was an um actually that we still think about today
2: carlos oh, is is i'm just going out on yeah. Is this a, a a gif gif uh moment yes right oh.
3: creator of the graphics interchange format steve wilhite accepted his webby and delivered his now famous five word speech it's pronounced gif Not GIF.
2: Yeah. It's too bad that he's wrong. Yeah. I know. It's a shame. (laughs) I know. It's really, it's really unfortunate.
3: So I clicked on him. I was like, well, let's see more. Let's find out more (laughs) about this guy. What's his deal? And so he was the engineering lead on the team at CompuServe and they created the gif slash gif image file format in 1987 and so ever the provocateur he said this about good job brain's beloved reference the oed the oxford english dictionary oh colin you're gonna you're, this is gonna <laughs> tap your high he said the oxford english dictionary accepts both pronunciations they are wrong it is a soft g pronounced gif <laughs> in a story And I was like, and then I kept reading a bit more and I saw that he passed earlier this year from complications of COVID-19, which is very sad. And I was less mad at him personally. And I realized it's not that big of a deal. The last two links on his page were COVID-19 or Columbus, Ohio, and I chose neither. So that was the end of the wiki dive.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Bravo, Uh,
0: Bravo.
2: bravo. Wow. Bravo.
3: All right. Thank
1: you, Dana. Colin, you got something for us?
2: I do. I do. I I, I cannot promise that there are any flatulent English bulldogs appearing in my <laughs> quiz. The bar has been raised, but but I hope you guys will like this one. I've got a quiz called The D's Have It, a.k.a. Da, de, du, dee. Now... <laughs> you know, I have fun giving these quizzes names. Yeah. This is a quiz. This is a quiz about famous people, famous names. I will be asking questions in, in, in the manner of if I were that person. All of these people's names have either a D E, D I. D-A or D-U in them, possibly as a separate word, possibly right before a capital letter. You know, (laughs) the way many people of Italian descent, uh, for example. Got it. Um, This quiz will not include Matt Damon, even though his name begins D-A. Let me give you a sample question here, all Mm -hmm. right, Uh, Mm. to get you used to the format. This will be buzz in. You don't need to buzz in for the sample. You can if you want to. I created the most famous artwork in the Louvre. Leonardo da Vinci. Yes. Leonardo. Oh my God, I, was wrong. I was I was like, why did Yeah, I out wrong? halfway through there. Three words Leonardo da Vinci. Keep in mind the format. Every answer, this person's name will have a D A, D E, D I, or D U. I have a question. Does, yeah. That, that means like of something. It right. does. Al- almost always. Almost always it means of yeah, a place a or a, or a place. region or a lineage or yeah, okay. al- almost Ooh, always. I like yeah, this. That's, okay. that's right. That's right. All right, here we go. Okay. Okay. I tried to okay. arrange these in uh increasing difficulty. So we'll warm up your brains as we go. Get your buzzers ready. One of the most respected actors of my generation, I've portrayed Al Capone and Vito Corleone. I heard a dog first. Uh, Karen Robert De Niro. That is correct. Robert De Niro. Three words. Big D. You know, Whoa. putting this quiz together, I realized one thing, which is if you asked me to correctly uh, punctuate and capitalize all these, I would really be at a loss because wow. some of them are some of them are big D, some of them are small D, some of them are run together, some of them are standalone. Space. So, yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. All right. That's right. Robert De Niro. Bobby D. Number two. Before starring in some of the biggest films of the 90s and 2000s, I was a child actor. One of my first big breaks was a recurring role on the sitcom Growing Pains. I think uh, Chris was first there on the buzzer, but you all clicked. Chris, what do you got?
0: Leonardo DiCaprio.
2: That is mm-hmm. right. Small di right into the big C. No break. Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this is true or not, but I, I read uh, in a couple places online that he was, in fact, named after Leonardo da Vinci. Apparently, his mother, his pregnant mother, felt him kick for the first time while they were looking at a uh, Leonardo painting uh, when yeah. they were visiting Italy. So take that for what it's worth. <laughs> Number 3. As a young stand-up comic, I snagged a coveted appearance on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson before later hosting one of the most successful talk shows of all time.
0: What?
2: Chris with the guests.
0: Oh, you know, with the I I got it. I got it. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres. Oh. Correct.
2: Chris has it. Ellen DeGeneres. Daytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A little tricky there. Little I mind kept being
3: David Letterman. <laughs> David like, DeLetterman.
2: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Number four. My first major film appearance was in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest from 1975. Oh. Oh, uh, Chris. All right. No need, No, No more hints. What do you need, Chris? What do you got?
0: Danny DeVito.
2: Yes, that is right. Oh. Danny DeVito. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He was actually uh, appeared in the, uh, the the play version, the theatrical version of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, uh, before oh. he appeared in the movie as oh. well. Yeah. Anyone want to guess how tall Danny DeVito is?
0: Oh, oh, geez, four uh, eleven, something like that. Five, Five two.
2: two. The uh, uh, Wikipedia says four foot ten. He, he wow. is, yeah. Yeah. I yep, just saw yep. that somewhere.
3: I actually just read it. That's why I did the answer.
2: Number five, I was born Amanda Lee Rogers, but I'm known professionally <gasps> by this name. Dana's on it. What do we got? Uh, Portia de Rossi. That's right, Portia oh. de Rossi. Yeah. She is she is not Italian. Oh my God, it is a stage yeah. Both name. Us. Yeah
3: ellen
1: de portia de rossi they're together yeah, yeah. if does. no if
2: no yeah. one bit if no one bit i was gonna say one of the clues was i'm married to someone from earlier in this quiz <laughs> all right <laughs> moving right along i'm the director of new york's hayden planetarium uh dana uh,
3: neil degrasse tyson
2: Yes, that is Neil, little D-E, DeGrasse, D-E, big G, Neil DeGrasse Tyson. Neil of DeGrasse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Astrophysicist, teacher, educator, TV host, writer, many, many irons in the fire there for Neil DeGrasse Tyson. All right, next one, next one. Here we go. In my playing days, my nickname was the Yankee Clipper.
0: Oh. Joe DiMaggio. That's right.
2: Joe DiMaggio. Famously name checked in a Simon and Garfunkel song Mm -hmm. and was also married to Marilyn Monroe. Among the clues I did not need to use there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there you go. I had to look up why he was called the Yankee Clipper. I didn't quite get the reference. Uh, According to the National Baseball Hall of Fame... Uh, It was because he patrolled center field in Yankee Stadium so gracefully that he earned the nickname, the Yankee Clipper, a reference to the great sailing ship. (laughs) Very, very poetic. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I thought he was just going up and down the dugout, giving everybody impromptu haircuts.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Watch out. Here he (laughs) comes. He got the left side last time. All right. Number eight. I started my acting career in my native Cuba. And in recent years, I've landed roles in big budget films portraying a Bond girl, Ryan Gosling's hologram girlfriend, and the very real Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. Karen, what do we have? Anna Armaz. I'm not
1: sure if that's yes. how you pronounce it. Knives Out.
2: Oh. Yeah, and of course, great role in Knives Out. Yeah, uh, yeah. I believe that the, uh, the Marilyn movie comes out next month on Netflix, Soon. I think. Yeah. Number nine, as an actor, comedian, writer, voiceover artist, and even chef... I was seemingly everywhere in the 1970s and 80s, but to a generation of movie fans, I may be best known as Burt
0: Reynolds' funny buddy.
2: Chef. <laughs> Chris
0: yes, Kohler. It, yeah. Because it's Dom DeLuise. Yes, that is yes, right. yes, Dom DeLuise. Chef? He yes. was? Yeah.
2: Faces or something too, right? He was a, a cook. He wrote several cookbooks. Uh yeah, several movies, of course, uh alongside Burt Reynolds. His his real life friend. They really were buddies, and Burt Reynolds would kind of, you know, pull him along, I think, in a lot of his movies. Uh they also, of course, voiced characters together in All Dogs Go to Heaven, where <laughs> Burt Reynolds was Charlie B. Barkin in All Dogs Go to Heaven. <laughs> Deloise was uh Itchy Itchifford in in that film. <clears throat> Number 10. I have directed numerous Hollywood hits, including Carrie, Scarface, and The Untouchables. Ooh, really close there. I'm going to go with the cow. Dana, what do you got?
3: Is it De Palma?
2: Yeah, it is. Brian De Palma. That's right. Number 11. In the late 1980s and early 90s, I wrestled under the stage name The Million Dollar Man. I had faith Chris would get this one. Chris. <laughs>
0: Ted DiBiase. Ted wow. DiBiase,
2: the million dollar man. Yeah. Uh, apparently, wow. apparently, his sons, Mike, Brett, Ted Jr. also went on to <laughs> wrestle, yeah. wrestle professional yeah. Yeah. in their careers. All right. Number 12. My breakthrough role was as Lana the Call Girl in the 1980s smash Risky Business. Many people don't know Ooh. that my father was radio and TV host Wally George. Uh, There's a, a number of uh, sultry and/or dangerous blonde femme fatale yeah. type rules.
3: Was she in the hand that rocks the cradle?
2: She was in the hand yeah, that rocks the cradle. Oh, I, the it's name, in the punch bowl. Just, you want me to give you a, a letter? Let me give you an R. R. Dana. I knew it's an
3: R, but I <laughs> R D. The...
2: Time oh. running out. Oh. I am looking for. <laughs> Rebecca De DeMornay. Yeah. De oh, yeah. Rebecca yeah. DeMornay.
0: Oh, man.
2: All right. We're, we're down to the last few here, guys. So, you you know, we're getting to some uh, reaching to reach into the banks here. I was one of the founders of the NAACP in 1909 and was a prolific writer. My collection of essays, The Souls of Black Folk, considered <laughs> a landmark. Who? What do we got? What do we got? I think I... Uh, Karen, yeah. what do you yeah. got?
0: Bark, Wait, bark, okay, hard. you can you can do it when yeah. I buzzed in.
2: W. E. B. Du Bois. He yeah, that. yeah, Du Bois. That's right. Yeah. W-, du Bois. w Yeah, spelled spelled. You might think it's Du Bois. Yeah, yeah. Many many people say that. I said it the first time, of course. Yeah. Uh, w. E. B. Du Bois. That's right. William Edward Burkhart Du Bois.
1: Oh, Burkhart.
2: And he 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 very pointedly pronounced it Du Bois uh, as a way of sort of claiming his Americanness ness and his uh, American blackness and not alluding to maybe the uh, European aristocratic feel that it might give. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I was one of the most successful directors and producers in early Hollywood, but perhaps my lasting legacy is the visual stereotype of the director with riding crop, megaphone, and oh. jodhpurs. Oh, Karen. Yeah what's his first name Cecil uh Uh, uh, well last name is DeMille yeah yeah Cecil B. DeMille director of many hits including the Ten Commandments Cleopatra and he he really really did wear that outfit uh and (laughs) it just it just stuck yeah jockey Mm -hmm. right looking like a little jockey aka puffy director pants if you're not sure what jodpers are (laughs) last one here we go I won the Academy Award twice for Best Actress in the Leading Role, 1946 and 1949. I'm sure that's enough for you guys to go on. (laughs) Uh, My family's name is also famous in the aircraft industry. (laughs) Mm. Karen, bark, bark, bark. DuPont? Not a bad guess, but no. Uh, Darn, okay, okay, okay. When she died in 2020, uh, at the age of 104, she was uh, the oldest living Oscar winner. Dana?
3: Is it Olivia de Havilland
2: or something? Yes, good one. Out of the punch bowl. Yeah, that's right. Olivia de Havilland. That's right. And her cousin, uh, Sir Geoffrey de Havilland, founded the de Havilland Aircraft Company. Uh, Not a name you hear as much anymore, but huge name for a while. Good job, guys. The Ds have it. Dana definitely had it there on Olivia de Havilland. So well done all around.
3: Thank you. Everybody,
1: shush! William Shatner has
2: something to say. Cat and
4: Jethro, box of oddities.
0: What do you do when the woman you love dies?
4: Kat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside
3: the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Hello, everyone. You may recognize me as Gabby from the History of Everything podcast. But it's not just conspiracies.
1: There's a lot of cool mysteries that we will attempt to use science to explain, such as near-death experiences, what made the Vikings go berserk, and can I
3: control my co-host with MKUltra? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, make sure to check out the Mischief Everything podcast everywhere where you find your podcasts.
1: All right, I have our last quiz segment for our all quiz today Uh, We actually, we actually have a Patreon and some of our Patreon tier supporters, they get a a monthly quiz pack so they can run pub trivia at home, in the office on Zoom, you know, with their succulents, I don't know, (laughs) (laughs) your choice, and they get one every month. And in this past month's quiz pack, boy, I did something I was so proud of. I made a whole round of trivia where the questions are written to be alliterative the questions are alliterative i up the difficulty for you guys and so here we have a round of general trivia questions almost completely alliterative (laughs) the answers don't have to be alliterative some some are though (laughs) okay but they don't have to (laughs) okay okay but the questions are alliterative so, so pay attention listen i'm going to try to enunciate the best of my abilities and here we go Please buzz in. In Britain, the behemoth Big Ben is the name of what? Colin.
2: Uh, Properly, I believe it is the name of the bell. Correct! Not the clock. Not the clock, nor the tower. Not the building (laughs) tower.
1: It is actually the bell. Next question. In Madonna's Material Girl music video... Madonna mimics Marilyn Monroe in a memorable moment from what movie? Chris, some like it hot. Incorrect. Uh, I, I believe it's *Gentlemen Prefer Blondes*. Correct. Okay. *Gentlemen Prefer <laughs> Blondes*. The the song the song in the movie is *Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend*. And then in Madonna's *Material Girl* video, she kind of uh, reenacts that whole scene. <laughs> okay. All right, next question. Presently. What is the most piquant pepper on the planet known to people? Oh.
0: <laughs> Chris. I'm probably, it's probably not like the ghost pepper, right? Is it something else? Incorrect. Yeah. Not the ghost pepper. Yeah. No. Is there something There's with some, like a yeah.
3: scorpion in the name or something? Or? You're thinking of the Trinidad
2: scorpion? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Not number one. Okay.
3: Does it have a name that has like a character in it? Like a... Uh, a a death creature. related, yes, death
1: related. Oh, oh is it the, the the
2: Reaper? Something Reaper, the Carolina Reaper. Uh,
1: number one for a couple of years now, nothing has beaten it at mm. a certain level. We just how much hotter do you to need stop. It to be? Humans yeah. are
3: so weird.
0: Quick shout out to a uh, Good Job Brain listener and friend of the show, Jared Petty, uh, with whom I, I recently went to Las Vegas for a bachelor party. I'd In the Cosmopolitan, they have a uh, Hattie B's hot chicken from Nashville. And so we ordered the chicken and they get to Jared and they're like, what uh, What spice level do you want? Their hottest spice level at Hattie B's hot chicken is called Shut the Cluck Up, <laughs> which he orders <laughs> and eats one of these tenders. And immediately, you know, Jer- I mean, Jared's head is is large and, and bald is immediately completely covered in sweat. He's, he was okay. He was just like, this just tastes like pepper. It doesn't even taste like chicken Anything. anymore. He's just like, it's just, yeah, this is just yeah. gimmicky.
3: Did he eat the whole order or just one? He did,
0: he did not. He moved on okay. to some other piece, different pieces of chicken that were not shut some the bread. Cup up like <laughs> yeah. But he was like, if I had touched that chicken, I would have gone to the hospital. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah, the, yeah. Fact that, the fact that he could eat it, but yeah anyway good i will never forget that uh,
1: (laughs) all right next question what coral not sea creature coral like c-h-o-r-a-l like choir coral okay what coral crew crooned about a chromatic kaleidoscopic creature with kismet i'll say it again
2: oh oh oh! no i got it i got it oh oh Colin. that is uh that is culture club
1: yes oh yes. <laughs> about the
2: karma chameleon yes. wow <laughs> yeah.
1: what coral crew crooned about a chromatic kaleidoscopic creature yes. chameleon with kismet that's good karma uh, uh boy Incredible. and boy george not the answer is it is boy george's band culture club What presentation program's previous purpose was to print on pellucid pieces for projectors used for pitches and professor prattles? Dana. PowerPoint? It is PowerPoint. (laughs) I was following the thread there. That's That's good. Early PowerPoint, we're talking about late 80s. The original project description was, Presentation graphics for overhead projection. Mm. Now, children or (laughs) (laughs) children and some adults currently. Before a time in classrooms, before (laughs) everybody had a laptop or before even the classroom had a computer of any sort, I don't even know how to describe this. Like, you know, (laughs) if if uh, if your science teacher is trying to like kind of diagram, let's say the water cycle, what do you do? Well, we had these overhead projectors which is a big light table and a lens and the professor would or the teacher would have a transparent sheet and then you either print like xerox copy on it or you draw on it with marker And it you like put a dry erase
2: marker yeah. Yeah, yeah and then you
1: like put it on this light table and then th- it gets reflected through this giant lens and onto the wall that's how we learned things. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, oh, just get the HDMI cable like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But originally PowerPoint was was for people to design the transparencies.
2: Really? That's yeah. really I did not know that. That's really interesting. Shows you how far back Microsoft goes. <laughs>
3: Do you remember when white erase boards or dry erase boards were new? Like, I remember yeah. when it was just chalkboards, and then all of a sudden, yeah. like, the new technology, yeah. the cool thing yeah. was dry the erase transi- boards. The transition period. Where the yeah. teacher uses a marker, like a cool person writing on the board with a marker. <laughs> so it's like such a big deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
1: all right. Next question The brand Bugle Boy
3: popularized
1: what breed of britches for breakdancing? Dana. Blue jeans? Incorrect. Oh. Uh Colin.
2: Parachute pants? Parachute pants. Oh, really? Parachute
1: pants. If you're like me, I always thought it was what parachuters wore when they parachute off a plane. No, they're just called parachute pants because the material is made out of mm. nylon, which is the same as a parachute. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> But they um, look very flighty. Bugle Boy?
2: That's so funny.
1: Bugle Boy. They hmm. they they didn't necessarily invent the first pair of parachute pants, but they popularized
2: it. Huh.
1: And of course, like B-Boys and breakdancing, they they want that kind of like low friction. You know, yeah, as right. Dancing when you're doing on spins
2: on cardboard and yeah. stuff, right?
1: Yeah. Parachute yeah. pants. Huh. Uh, next question. Marty McFly's mother mentioned him by what other moniker in a memorable Michael J. Fox movie about moving through moments in a motor car? Chris. Calvin Klein. Correct. Okay. Because it says on his underwear, she thought his name was Calvin Klein, which is also alliterative. All right, last two questions. What... Prominent painter has the most paintings pilfered and purloined. Who?
2: Oh, most paintings pilfered and purloined.
3: Huh? Dana, Picasso,
2: Pablo
1: yeah. Picasso. Picasso. Uh- Super yes.
2: prolific. Makes sense. Makes sense.
1: According to the Art Loss Register, over a thousand works of Picasso have been listed as lost, stolen, or a disputed. Huh. Uh, and even to this day, it's kind of changing hands under the
0: table. We
1: don't know. Yeah, I
3: feel like a lot of people are like, "I have a Picasso." You know, I got a, a bunch
0: of, of stolen Picassos that I need to. Offer <laughs> yeah. yeah, Chris, okay, Chris, least, uh, under the uh, on the DL, please. Yeah.
1: All right. Last question here. Good job, Brains! Buddy, baseballer Bobby Bonilla, began batting for what MLB team?
0: (laughs) Hmm. I mean... The Baltimore Boreals. (laughs) I mean, the
2: safe answer is the Mets, but I feel like it's not going to be the Mets.
0: Baseballer
1: Bobby Bonilla batted for... Pittsburgh. Uh, uh, uh,
2: ah. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say yeah, when in doubt, when in doubt, go for the uh, alliterative Pittsburgh Pirates. All right. Yeah.
1: Good job everybody. Thank you. That was my Yay. alliterative question quiz. That was good. That was you good.
2: Writing alliterative sentences is hard enough, let alone yeah. making an interrogative out of it. Good job. Gave a lot of traffic to uh, thesaurus.com. <laughs> good job. Good.
0: Job. <laughs> good. Yeah, Kept yeah. him in business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saw a lot
1: of <laughs> Verizon ads. Um, <laughs> and that's our show. Thank you guys for joining me. And thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you learned stuff about D names, about Kinda Sweet Candy, Wikipedia dives, and alliteration. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on all podcast apps. And on our website, goodjobbrain.com. This podcast is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other shows like Everything Everywhere Daily. The All Creatures Podcast, hosted by two PhD scientists who've worked with many animals. And who arted? <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Making art history accessible. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, who arted? Great name. I'm just dragging this out so we have uh more time with Dana <laughs> as, as we're recording this conclusion. <laughs> Dana, what a ride! What a ride! I have, I have a parting gift. I hereby award you 1000 official points, <laughs> ten, <laughs> 10 asterisks, a smiley face emoji, <laughs> and a purple heart emoji. Oh, thank you. And listeners and fans, please reply, uh, comment, and let us and Dana know your favorite past Dana moments and wish her the best and don't guilt trip her. So please, Dana, if you can give us your one last cow buzzer moo for the road. Okay.
3: Bye, guys. (laughs) Yay. Thank you. What a
1: ride. And we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye. Bye.